And it surrounded the forehead from one ear to the other. And was written on it in two rows, two lines. Yud K above Yud K, and Kavis Lashem Lamata. On the Yud K was at the end of the top line, and Kavis Lashem was the beginning of the bottom line. Kavis Lamad, I mean. Kavis Lamad. Now, so you read as follows. You start reading at the beginning of the bottom line, Kavis La, and you finish reading with the end of the top line, Hashem. So Hashem was written at the end of the top line, and Kedish Lamed, the beginning of the bottom line. Omar I saw it in Rome, because he was admitted in the treasure house of Rome, and he saw the plunder of the Beis that the Romans took. Olav is written, Kedish Lashem He saw it on one line, Kedish Lashem. Now the comment thinks, that's not a covet to write on the same line any words before Hashem. So to say, Kodesh before on the same line wouldn't be a covet. But you have to read it in a way that you can, and to write it the way you can read it. So it's written at the beginning of the second line, Kodesh Lamed, and Hashem at the top of the end of the top line. And he says no. Abelardo says it was Kodesh Hashem in one line. However, we see it was two thumbs thick. So therefore, why don't you learn from that instead of learning from the Mizgeras or the Shulchan and say that two inches is enough for the Kapeas? Why give it a whole tefa? A wide one. And for the Gemara, Donin, Kalim, We learn Kalim from Kalim. The Kapeas to the Kalim. And the Mizgeras of the Shulchan was the Kalim. Because that's only an ornament. It's a personal ornament, even though it was Fabedas Hashem. But it wasn't a utensil, it's one as an ornament. So therefore, it's more Svara that we don't learn from ornaments. Because personal ornaments are always small. Say that inside. The Zayat means the Shulchan, the Mizbeach has a Zayat. Shulchan Mizbeach has a Zayat. Like a little border, a crown going around. The Oren, not the Shulchan, the Oren had a Zayah and the Mizbeah had a Zayah. Like the top had a little rim all around. So let's say that that Zayah is a model. And the Zayah surely wasn't a Tefa. So let's learn from the Zayah. And that's a Kali. And for the Mordonian Kali, me Kali. We'll learn the Kalperis from Kali. Now the Mizgeres, that's part of the Kali, part of the Shulchan. The Indonian Kali, me Hersha Kali. We don't learn Kali from Hersha Kali. It's only an accessory. The Zayah is not a Kali. 
It's only an accessory to the keli on top, like a little border. For the if you want to say that, so nami The way we learn was also around the top. Now the mizgeres was, according to one mandoma, was around the top of the shulchan. Just like a zeya is around the rim of the mizbeah, and the zeya was the rim of the oven. So mizgeres, a tefah, that board went around the entire shulchan. So the shulchan on top was like a box. So things could roll off of it. So it's also hechsha kevin. How can you learn a tefah from there? And for the Gemara, we follow the sheet that says the Mizgeras was not around the top of the Shulchan, was around the feet of the Shulchan below. So it's not a Hersha Kev, it's part of the Kev itself. So the Gemara says, Honey, this is right, the man, the Mizgeras of the Shulchan was around the feet of the Shulchan. The truth is, so how can you learn the Kaperes from the Mizgeres? According to the sheet that it was on top, the truth is even below, I don't see why it's not a Hechshah Kele. But the more I consider below, it's the Kele itself. Below, it holds up the Shulchan, but it holds together the feet of the Shulchan, so it's called Kele. Above doesn't hold the shulchan together. It's only things shouldn't roll off the shulchan. So on top, it's called hechsha. So according to Mandam, it was on top. It's a hechsha kevus. So according to him, how could you learn? Why didn't you learn? So how could you learn the kaperes and misgeres? Ela the Gemara says, Doni and Dova shenosno botera mido, midova shenosno botera. We have to learn. From a place where the tear is specified. And Ms. Gareth, the tear is specified. So we learn from that. We don't learn from seats and Zaya, although we know their measurements, but it's not in the Torah. Shalon didn't tell give any measure for that. So therefore, our principle is always, even Tereshibal Peh never can be used as a Yalfusa. You cannot learn from Teresh Balpe. You have to learn Teresh Bixah from Teresh Bixah. Og Dereshovitz or Hekeshim only for Teresh Bixah. So, therefore, when you want to learn Kaperas, how thick it was, you have to look for a model that's written in the Torah with the measurements. And the Torah, in the, in the written Torah, there's no measurement for the Zeir and no measurement for the Tzitz. And even though we know what the Tzitz was two Tzfach, it was two boys. It's not written in the Torah. So when the Torah said Stam, Kapes, it was for the purpose of learning from somewhere else where it is written. Say that. The thickness of the Kapes at Tefah. From here, it says Al Pnei Kapes Kedma, facing the Kapes. It means when they make the Hazoyes Hadam, he is mazet towards the lid of the oil. So we see the lid is thick enough to justify calling it Pnei. The aim Ponim, Pochas me Tefach. Now he'll soon back that up with arguments. But at least the Tefach means Ponim. 
you have to have the thickness of a tefa to justify saying ponim or pnei. For I the Gemara, once you're talking about ponim, Ema let's say ke'ape the Baruchne was a famous bird of way back in antiquity, a huge bird, a pterodactyl or something, these big birds that flew in the air. But it had a huge face, gigantic face. I remember that from the traditions. So let's say, like the face of Baruchne, much bigger than any the face of a lion or elephant, the biggest face. Biggest face that is, is this face. And for the more, to faster move below to faster. Faster move to faster. You have to go to the smallest face. Let's say the face of a tiny bird. The zuto too is very small. When Abuna learns, this Pnei, Abune Pnei, Pnei Gomer, learns to get a Shavit, not Samasvara, that a face has to be a Tepper. Xiv Hoch, here it's written, El Pnei Akapel, Xiv also, Meis Pnei Yisrog Ovid. Pnei of a human being. You can use other faces too, where it says Pnei. But it has to be a face of a per- human being. That's a Tepper. We'll soon see that a face of a human being usually is bigger than a Tepper. The face of Milo means of the Shechina, the Sea. I saw you like seeing the face of Elikim. So we see that Pnei can mean also Elikim, a big face. See, before, but the face of the big bird, that's not written anywhere. So you don't have a Gizir Shavit. But the face of Elikim, we have a posse. So maybe that's what the Gizir Shavit is referring to. Entering on the faster move a little faster. Faster move faster. Let's learn from the face of the crew. The sea of the capers, you pnei a So let's say the face of the crew. Why do you say tefa? That's what we mean. Give me a we learn a tradition. Any pnei kruvim, pusimi tefa. The face of the crew is not less than a tefa. The crew is like a child's face. And Kruvim are a child's face. Child's face is a tefa. It's the smallest face. Newborn child has the face of a tefa. Omai Kruv was meant by Kruv. Oma Rababo Kirabi, like a child. Rabi means a little child. She came by Bobel, Kirin, the Yenuke, they call it Shal Ravia. And therefore, that's Xera Shove of a Pnea Kaperes from Pnea Kubim, a temple. First chapter here.